The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Ken Knapsack is a middle-aged digital broadcaster in Los Angeles, California. Alex Welsh is a young writer living in Iowa. Through the world the schmoes know, they have formed a friendship much like William Miller and Lester Bangs in the movie Almost Famous. Mentor and protege, master and the student, friends. Alex calls Ken. He is always up to take the call. These are their conversations. Hey, Alex. Hey, Chan. What's up, man? Nothing much. You up? I'm always up. What's on your mind? Um, you know, women, love, and tragedy, Chan. Women, oh man, women, love, and tragedy. At some point, you got to cut one of them out, and I think it should be the women. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Which they continue to uh, confuse me to no degree. Uh, you're Describable. You're too young to feel that way, but also you're too young to understand, and that's a good spot. Uh, I want to help you understand because I don't understand. Where do you want to start, the tragedy or the women or both? Um, I feel like they're kind of interconnected. They very much are for the wrong kind of people, and we are the wrong kind of people. We're writers. <laughs> oh, worse. We're melodramatic writers. <laughs> oh, yeah. No better way to describe us. What's going on? There should on? be like a warning sign on our foreheads. Uh, believe me, we wear that warning sign ourselves. It, you can see it in our eyes. Women can yeah. smell that. Uh, it's like a heart on a sleeve, but there's like teardrops around it, so it's even worse. Yeah, it's kind of like one of those teardrops that people in jail get for killing somebody, but for us, it's for yeah. our breaking, getting our hearts broken too much. It's for being a, a, a ridiculously um, biased, hopeless romantic. Yeah, you're that's st- how I describe myself. I like that you're still a hopeless romantic because I've given up on that. I don't let go of that feeling. Don't. Whatever happened. Even though you've apparently met a girl now and your your heart is twisted and confused, am I right about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I I'll say met a girl and I'll use it very lightly. Um, you lightly like, met a girl. Like, okay, I like not to the amount of implications that that saying uh, insinuates nowadays. You just use the phrase "amount of implications." You're too young to be using that while dating. Dude, I have been using too many words my whole life. <laughs> it's the it's 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 the story of my life. Don't stop being you, and trust me, you can't stop being you. <laughs> can't no, can't help it. What's going on? What's the story? I don't know. I mean, I met her. She's cute. Um, but like, and and I I talked to you about this recently. Yeah. I. Hey, when I when I meet somebody. I and this is not good, but I immediately imagine six months from now, and it's like this mid, it's like it's like this big movie montage. You know what I mean? Like I totally, how like rom coms. Totally know what you mean. Um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. What's the first line of the movie that gets guys like you and I? <sighs> Why it, is it that I fall for every woman who gives me the least amount of attention? See, we didn't even prep for that, and you knew that was the answer. Yeah. So I know I've been there. Uh, that was most of my twenties. Hi, how are you? Would you like a, a grocery bag for your groceries? We're going to be in love. And, if and she's then, anything boom. more than completely rude to me, it means she likes me, Ken. That's a problem. The waitress at the, at the, at the really bad dive bar down the street, mm-hmm. so that, that's exactly what it means. I, I think I've told you, man. I once gave a Chili's waitress an $11 tip on a $9 bill because I had a giant crush on her and and – she used Dude. that money to go buy her and her boyfriend dinner. 
tragedy of it all. Um, yeah, I've fought many times being like, no, she's a she's a good server. Trust me, even though she hasn't been to our table for 20 minutes, she's a good server. Yeah. Because she's she's cute. <laughs> like, it's just the way it is. Don't. I still remember waitresses' faces from like six months ago. I That's totally the kind do of guy too. I am. I totally do too. Don't ever go to Deja Vu in Las Vegas, okay? Just do me that favor. Unless, <laughs> unless, I've unless been to Las I'm Vegas there once. because I think Vanity misses me. <laughs> I'm sure of it. She paid so much special attention to me, especially after I gave her 140 bucks. So, anyways, are you are you okay? Because I know yeah, sometimes okay. guys like us, when we meet women, other guys see it as great possibilities. We see it as a cross to bear. It's I uh, wholly taken on. Yeah, I'm the tiny kid. You know, like you get like eighth grade essays and they tell you to like write like a poem about what, what you want for the rest of your life oh, i would totally like include fam families and kids in my poems i did that i literally went up in front of an eighth grade class and talked about how like i want to make movies and have kids in a family you're you're gonna have that but first of all let's deal with the most important thing this is what they're doing to kids in eighth grade now making yeah. them think about their lives now oh yeah oh that's scary shit Dude, i took a, i took a career a career um, like one of those, like answer to random questions, and it'll tell you what your career should be in fifth grade. And what what career did you get? I got film credit. Okay, well, but that's a good sign. It's all it's always been film. I got editor at one point. Like it's always been that, film. That's a good sign. When I was three, I started talking into microphones, and look where that got me. Flat broke. But you're gonna be all right, Alex. You're gonna be all right. You're on the right path. But what's this? What's I know you might want, not want to talk specifically about this girl because she might be listening but look at it this way she's listening she's interested but but what's confusing you what's the cross like it, it's not that like necessarily oh, she does confuse me because i don't understand like responses i i'm not a good texter either i've realized i need to take lessons from josh mcuda because don't, i don't write, take like, any essays. let me tell you right now don't take any lesson from josh mcuda <laughs> duly noted what you you're I know what you're you I I I am kind of like the same way because we're writers, and so when you text, number one thoughts come quick, they come easy, and we can type fast even with our thumbs. And so yeah. a girl writes, "Hey," and I write a paragraph. Is that what you're at? She goes, "How was your day?" And I'll be like, "Man, it was all of these things. Let me explain each one of them. You each one of them to you in bullet points." Like that's the kind of guy I am, and then I'll and then she'll tell me her day, and I'll tell her why she should be happy and sit bullet points. <laughs> that's the kind of guy I am. You're, I'm not going to touch it. You're an over emoter too, right? How many poems? Oh, how many poems have you written about this girl already? I haven't written poems, but she's heavily influenced the screenplay I'm working on. Oh, that's the worst feeling. Don't yeah. careful of that. Then and you, you know what this screenplay is about. So I've heard it, and, and I don't want it out there in case anyone steals it. It's a good idea. Yeah. It's dark. It worries me that you thought about all that stuff. Um, I, I There's a lot you don't know about me, Mr. Knapsack. You know, that's dark. Well, but that's what we're trying to learn here. Yeah. And I'm glad we're yeah. having these talks, man. I'm glad I'm always up and I can hear here to help you. There's, I don't want you to end up like me, Welsh. Yeah. I think I'm already... Uh, like like Bon Jovi was saying, I'm halfway there, man. I'm like I'm already there, basically. Uh, didn't he I, I take I take how old how old are you quizzes, and I get fifty every time. I was like that too, and trust me, it kind of catches up a little bit. You'll be all right. When I was twenty, 
Uh, I was friends with a woman who was 34. Uh, we, of course, we kind of worked together because that's always how it happens with me. But, but I was 20, and, and we had this connection. It was great, and and it just the age difference. It just it we it couldn't have happened. Um, not that it's it's wrong for an older woman to date a younger man, but it just it just couldn't have happened at the time, and yeah. it was kind of painful because I had such an old soul at the time, and and she always would she just she would tell me you're going to be okay, you're going to be all right. Twenty yeah. years later, I have trouble believing it. I'm still searching for that right, but 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 I understand where you're coming from. But don't change all- that. All of the girls that I have actually seriously dated have been older than me, so I did it. How old are you, stud? Um, well, it's in high school terms, so it's not like 10, but uh, first girl I ever seriously dated was a junior when I was a freshman. See? All those words, fancy words you use pay off. You're going to be all right. Dude, I uh, I used – this was – Yeah? Freshman year was like the turning point for me Yeah, because I started – Really, because you've talked about how you used to write poems a lot. I never understood poetry. I don't. It always I hate, bothered don't get me. Don't wrong. I hate. I hate poetry. So I, I wrote song yeah. lyrics because I told myself I was going to be a. Mm-hmm. I, I told myself I was going to be a great musician, and I would become a rock star, and you know, perform at the talent show, and oh, blow yeah. every girl's mind, and then they would want to come date me. I'd still have those fantasies when I'm listening to a song. Sometimes sitting on the run, I'm like, man, I would kill this at the talent show. Two things in the movies. Two things. Number one, I still do that. I'm waiting to enter the talent show yeah. and be a rock star. I have somewhere yeah. in uh, in folders hidden in my storage. I have over 300 sets of songs I've written. The lyrics. Uh, I just could, couldn't sing or play an instrument, which oh, yeah. is a minor problem. Uh, two. While I was waiting for your phone call tonight, I was sitting here in my room blaring out some Oasis vocals, uh, wishing I was singing to people. I, I totally wear the same like in mind. I get it. So what are you going to do with this girl? Yeah, music music run through, runs through my blood. I'm probably nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Honestly. Um, it's just – Yeah, probably nothing. Because, Why? Because – and I don't, I don't want to get too specific about it. I but understand. circumstances-wise, it just wouldn't really be a realistic thing. I'll say that. Okay. okay. But that doesn't stop you, me from having fantasies about how I'll you know, surprise tr- her with a boombox in the rain one day. In your eyes, the light, the heat in your eyes. I get it. I've been there. Were you trying to yeah. date Jennifer Lawrence? <laughs> Is that what you're trying to do? Don't get me on the celebrity crushes route, Karen. That's a oh, whole other don't, path don't, of tragedy. I, I totally get it. I, I, I'm still waiting for Lena Headey to notice me on Twitter. I totally understand. Dude, Emma Stone and me, I'm going to meet her at a Hollywood party one day, and it's just all going to work out. It totally is, man. I have a lot of faith in you that that's going to happen. That's going to happen. See, my thing is now yeah. I, I'm recently 100% single, which is a long, complicated, painful story uh, I yeah. can't go into. But I'm lost, man, because this is the first time I've actually been 100% single since 2006. And that, that can, that 2006 can is a can that doesn't, is, is a lost in the, in, in the, in the mushroom sauce can. Yeah. He doesn't know what yeah, to I do. I know what you mean. And I fear that I'm back to that can. And I really do fear that I'm going to be alone the rest of my life. And as they say in High Fidelity, only, only uh, certain people of a certain disposition uh, think that, uh, that the line is at 26. I'm at 39. So 
I, I really want you to not be that guy. So I, I, and I've never been on a date. I'm 39 years old. I've never actually been on a real date. Been in relationships that haven't been on a date, which is I have weird. done that. See, I you're ahead of me on that, and that makes me. I happy. went all out for a Valentine's Day date one year. Then let me ask you this question: How do you how do you ask girls out? You help me. Um, I really don't. Um, we just sort of grow close until it doesn't need to be said anymore. Oh, see, that's um, that's what I do too, but it doesn't work that way. I mean, I did ask one girl out. Uh, How'd and you it was do the it? Girl, <clears throat> text message because I'm a child of my generation as much as I wish I wasn't. Is that is that a thing? Does that work? Uh, it does for girls my generation. I yeah. guess it does. I mean, if you watch like, if you watch like TV shows, they'll make jokes about how they'll freak out when people call them on the phone. And as much as it's funny, it's true. People I, look at me weird when I want to talk to them on the phone. I I totally understand that. My my friend Megan and I we we have we've been close friends for ten years. We've spoken on the phone like twice. I understand. I understand. I, I'm like that too. But but okay, even if it's on text, does it work? Can you be a classy gentleman via text message? I'm usually better in text messages than I am in person. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Although that might actually be false because I just think I'm being incredibly smart and why maybe is in my text messages and I'm in fact making a fool of myself in my text messages. Hmm. It's a fine line and I fall on both sides many times. Yeah. But the thing is is that, that like those two girls I dated in yeah. high school uh yeah. that, that was right when I was really becoming a very it's right when I was really getting into writing and not just song lyrics writing. Like I started writing right. a book and stuff. Oh, that's painful. And I just started – not fun. I just started jotting down the little notes in my iPhone that I still have right. from four years later. Um, and so I was – when you really get into writing, I think you're really pretentious. Most, you are. Most artists and writers are pretentious. I, I hate that I even have anything to do with it. Yeah, but like you want to show how smart you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like this sort of thing. It's like, no, I see the world better than you, so let me show you how it is. And I, th- I, my favorite movie of the year I've seen so far is The End of the Tour mm. with uh, Jason Segel and Jesse Eisenberg, and it's about David Foster Wallace. Right. And I saw this at a festival uh, last month, and this won't spoil anything, but there's a line where Jesse Eisenberg goes, you can't really think you're – stupid when you have a best-selling novel and everybody's calling you a genius he goes i don't think just because i'm a writer i'm smarter than everybody else in fact i don't think writers are smarter than everybody else i think writers are just more and what's the word he said damn it um he said i'm writers are more compelling in everybody's shared stupidity oh i I totally get that and i and i i like almost cried at that line because i was like yeah yeah he's right nailed it on the head yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm concerned about you um, not being able to uh, date this girl or any girl right now. I want you to be happy. I mean, listen, I probably shouldn't date girls uh, right now. I uh, probably date, should focus on like doing better with my life first. Date, date, date men. I don't care. I'm not saying that. Oh, oh, I get it. You meant, you meant the other way. I get yeah. you. Yeah. Um, why? Why? You got a lot of problems. You're you're 18 year old kid in Iowa. By the way, how's Iowa? Oh, oh. Dude, it's funny. You mentioned how like the the ten from two thousand six is lost in the mushroom sauce of life. Yeah, uh, I I go to online school. I used to go to public school, um, okay. and I don't anymore. I I dropped. I I didn't drop out. I left public school mm-hmm. uh, before the, even the end of my first semester of my sophomore year. Are you Max Fisher? <sighs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> 
in a, in a lot of ways. Um, although he's, I've never had a serious crush on any teacher. He's the worst student we've got. Um, no, I was really, I'm really smart. I'm really. Uh, I had a crush good. on my second grade teacher, Mrs. Pipperato. I'm trying to. I, I've never had a crush on a teacher. I've had crushes That's on like girls older than me, but I've never had a crush on a yeah. teacher. Um, and I'm smarter than Max Fisher. I will say that I did pretty good grades. Um, no, I left because the kids I just didn't like the kids, and the kids didn't like me. But I ran into this person I hadn't seen since freshman year today. Okay, and I don't, I just don't like running into people I used to know from here because it's just it, it's like an uncomfortable situation mm-hmm. for me, as many situations are. And she was talking to me as I was bagging groceries from a grocery store, and she. Uh, talked about how like her and her friend were talking about how much I've changed. Mm. And keep in mind, I'm not friends with these girls on Facebook. Right. I haven't spoken to them in three years since freshman science class. Gotcha. And I and I literally blurted out, I was like, how do they know how much I've changed? It's I true. literally like almost yelled it at her. I was like, how how do you know? I I have. I will say that I used to listen to very you know, sad acoustic music, and now I listen to Blondie at 2 o'clock in the morning instead. Neither of those um, things are wrong. That's true. Um, and now, and and I'm different, but it's like, and I talked to you about this. I'm moving to L.A. this summer. I'm graduating high school on Tuesday, and I've become very nostalgic recently. At 18? Believe me, I'm joking. I get it. I was, in, at 18, it was nostalgic for seven years of age. I get it. Yeah, nostalgia's not fun. Uh, I've been nostalgic since seventh grade, probably. Um, Nostalgia's Rocky Road is the song from, uh, there's a lyric from Della Beatry. Um Okay. Yeah. And so I've, like, even people, like, I, I, I miss, uh, I don't miss my old self, but I miss happy times of my old self. Do you get that? Like, and, and I wasn't necessarily happy either. Like, it's weird. I don't miss that time. When did, at the same when did, time, I do. When did you stop being happy? Seventh grade, probably. Okay, I stopped being. I mean, I, I'm. Ha- I, well, I stopped I, being chronically I, happy. I stopped being happy midway through eighth grade. I remember specifically the time in the place. It was prior to a play late in my junior high year of eighth grade. I was gonna uh, star in and play. I was a bit of a big wig at the uh, junior high drama department, Alex. And um, I was sitting there, and we were prepping for the show. We were doing cl- cl- uh, the whole cast was in a separate room. We were kind of doing a, for lack of a better term, a meditation. Everyone was being quiet. The teacher was taking us, a uh, director was taking us through some relaxation techniques. And I was sitting there with my eyes open, looking on the floor. And I realized for the first time ever, I'm not happy with life. Trying to think what the first time for that for me was. Um, I know that that moment when you actually realize it. Mm -hmm. But it probably started in sixth grade. It was when it really started to get hard because I moved to Iowa in fifth grade. Mm -hmm. And fifth grade was fun. Fifth grade was cool. My teacher loved me. Who doesn't love fifth grade? Fifth grade is, you know, when you're growing up in elementary school, fifth grade is the big leagues. Yeah, it is. You get to go to on my school. Uh, you got to go to the, the other playground. Exactly. Yeah. And then I'm, and then the entire town I lived in and now live in still got flooded because uh, we live like in the like the city separated by a river. I so imagine it, a lot of towns in Iowa get flooded. Yeah, it's true. And so we had to move to a really country town 
for sixth grade and I did not fit in because I never played sports. The only sport I ever played was one season of ba- was half a season of baseball. Mm. Um, and I, and, and I, and I like baseball. It's probably the only sport I actually like playing. Yeah. I like lacrosse too. You're, um, you're in Iowa. I would expect you to have some love for baseball field of dreams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, but like, I never liked doing it competitively. Um, just yeah. if you made one mistake, the coach would yell at you and I didn't like that. Mm. Um, and so I didn't fit in and like, they made sure I didn't fit in. Oh, uh, yeah. like I had an entire class, including the teacher in sixth grade, uh, chant nerded me for about a minute. The teacher? Straight. Why? How? Yeah. For what? I mean, I'll he, fight them all. Like, I'm just kidding. He was like, I'm just kidding. Two minutes later. But at the same time, I was like, well, then why'd you do it? So I that can, wasn't fun. I can see why you're not in public school anymore. That I didn't sense. like it. I didn't like it. That's fine. It's fine, Max Fisher. It's all right. Don't worry about it. So that was probably when it started for me. Mm. That was probably when I started really watching movies as a therapy and reading books as a therapy and listening to music as a therapy. But don't get lost in all that stuff. Go out and live a little bit. Do you I plan live? on it. Do you live? Do you live now? What do you uh, do no. for fun? What do you do for fun? Can what do I do? Okay, first of all, you need to know I don't have any friends in this town. That, that's uh, number one. Get some friends. Go buy some on Craigslist. I'm moving to California in like two months. Dude, trust me, there's not a lot of friends out here in California. You got to be. Ken, ready. I can come over and drink whiskey with you, or uh, I'll drink water and you can have whiskey. No, that'll be fun. No, you're gonna have some whiskey. Uh, uh, yeah, no, that's fine. But but when you gotta understand when you hit the ground running, I want you. To be prepared when you come to L.A. from Iowa. It's it's a big leap. Are you ready for that? I'm ready. You're not ready. I'm ready. But I want you to come. I want you to be uh, out here. I want you I'm to ready. start chasing your dreams. But uh, you got to get ready to bunker down. And that lack of competitive spirit you say you don't have, that that, that lack of it? No, I have a competitive spirit. Oh, you sure? Like, I come. I compete with people, and I get envious, and I get jealous when they do better than me. Uh, well, um, that's just envy and jealousy. But I, I get competitive. The, I just didn't like playing sports competitively. If that All right, sense. fine. So you and I, and that might have been because I watched The Sandlot too many times growing up, and that uh, was fun. I've seen that movie once. Eh. What? I don't want to talk about it. I'm The Sandlot forever. Yeah, that seems. Uh, I barely remember that. Baylor remember that movie. And I also watched Field of Dreams a lot, so I just always liked space. I always liked sports, but sure. I didn't like playing sports. But I, I get competitive, though. I, okay, I want to make sure you hit this And that might have been because of how many kids made fun of me. Uh-huh. I want to prove them wrong. Okay. Right. Um, but here's the thing. You got you to, gotta, when you hit this town, you got to be prepared to hit this town running with as little fear as possible. Because mm-hmm. I had... Listen to me. I had fear. It still rules my life. It still rules my life. And when I hit this town at 22, I, I, how I even got to the Groundlings is a miracle from God himself that I even was able to leave my apartment to get over to that school to learn how to do uh, crazy make-em-ups. You have got to hit this town with no fear. You can have – And I plan on it. You got to hit it hard and you got you to gotta attack it or else you will be tossed aside, chewed out, and spit out. Out because and, and when you hit it, 
Don't don't fall for the Facebook photos and the Twitter updates and the Instagrams and the schmo shit. Don't fall for any of that because we're all living our lives out here, and you're not going to plug into all that right away. So you're going to be there's going to be some time you're on your own finding your way around this town. But I'll be here for you, and the schmoes will be here for you. But I want you to hit this town running, chasing your dreams. I always say make them your goals, and you got to bunker up, bunker down, and do it. Are you ready for that shit? Ken, I've been ready since I was five years old and I let the Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets midnight screen in. Oh, man, you're young. God, you were young when Harry Potter came out? I was five when Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets 2002 came out. <laughs> I was five. I le- This is a true story. This shows you the damn person I am. Oh, we left the midnight screening. It was my first midnight movie ever. I was five years old. It was Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. I left the theater. We were driving through the parking lot at 2 o'clock in the morning. I turned to my mom and was like, I really want to direct movies. See? It's in you. Yeah. It's in you. So you're going the writing to came a little bit later when I became more emotional. Well, that's that's natural. Uh, I, when I was about seven or eight, I wanted to direct my own uh, sci-fi space trilogy of, of movies uh, called War in the Stars. So I get it. Um, mm-hmm. But um, you're in, you're coming to the to the right place, and I'm excited to see that chapter, and I'm excited to see you come to this town and really dig in and do it. But before you do that, you have to ask this girl out. I listen. I knew you were going to bring this bat to it. We're going to close. We're going to close with that because that's what I want to leave, knowing that you're going to find some love. I will finish my point earlier. I, th- I've been doing this since the f- first girl I grade. First girl I ever dated was first grade. I will say that um, <laughs> begrudgingly. No, this is a true story. She wanted to date me. I didn't want to date her because that was a phase when I didn't, didn't want to date girls, which blows my mind. Uh, and then the next year, I had a crush on girls, and she was my crush through the rest of the year, and never through the rest of my time in Minnesota, and never dated me. It was the worst irony. But wait, but wait, you're talking about time. time out. You're talking about this in the first grade. Yeah, uh, yeah. That doesn't count. It doesn't count. Now it yeah. counts. Now it counts. When Listen, you're, when you're of age, high school doesn't even. Count. I've had un unrealistic expectations. I want. I, this is I you're the five movies in my life. You are the five hundred days of summer kid. I get it. Oh, I am. Like I want those deep talks that happen in five hundred days of summer on a bed in a girl's apartment talking about life. Oh, those and talks it hasn't happened yet. Those talks are bullshit. You know what? Yeah, exactly. let me tell you. Let me tell you. I was like you, man. I had these expectations for love. I thought Pretty Woman was a documentary on how two people fall in love. I, I, I get it. And you Wait, know it's what? Not? I, it's not. Trust me, it's not. And you know what? Love is grand. Love is great. Marriage is good for those who want it. And I'm not saying that I'm out of that game. Well, I am. I'm going to be alone the rest of my life. But I have been. How in the, you won't, Ken. I have been in those situations where it's it's after. Lena Headey will see you across the dance floor at Comic Con this year. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll be transfixed. Uh, maybe. Um, but I've been in those I'll things, pl- I'll man. I'll play in your eyes. I'll in make exactly if I turn it on. Eyes, the light, the heat. And I'll, like, and I'll, like, I'll be like Moses, you know, sp- uh, spreading the Red Sea. I'll that's, split the dance floor. That's, that is explicit language you've used there. Um, I... I, I I've been in those situations where you're, you're having the sweet little nothing talks on the bed, and, and and you're and you're talking about life, the universe, and everything, and it's great. It is great. You know what? It is great. But then you find yourself one day sitting there going, "Gee, I wish I could go home." 
And it's those moments that destroy you more than the rejection. Because then you realize for the first time, wait, this isn't all cracked up what I dreamed about when I was 18. What's wrong with This me? isn't the Hall & Oates song that plays, apparently, throughout the whole thing. <laughs> right, you're right. telling me that – you're telling me, Ken, the Simple Minds yeah. isn't playing in the background throughout every moment of no. my life? Simple Minds? No. This is a sad – this is a, this is a sad realization. I know, and I hate to leave recently. you. I hate to leave you with that sour notion in your head. But that's why I'm saying, I don't care what the situation is with this girl. You go up to her, or you text her. You, me, dinner, Friday night. Let's do it. Let's go to a steakhouse or a corn house or whatever kind of house you have out there in Iowa, and you do it like a man. You do it like a gentleman, and and and, and you claim a bit of life. Before you leave that damn town, I will. You're not. I'm not making. I'm not making any promises. But well, the next time we talk, I'm going to check in on you, and we're going to. I want some kind of result, even if it's a negative result. Even if, and this is what would happen to me. Even if she writes back, and not a chance in hell, writer boy. You at least you know you did it. Look, man, I'm on dating profiles yeah. right now just to have something to do while I'm waiting in line. So I'm not the one to be giving you advice on how to do it. I'm the one to be giving you advice on how not to do it. I think well, that's Lester Banks wasn't the kind of guy to give William Miller advice. Absolutely. And that's what our relationship, our mentor, uh, mentoree relationship is. It's, it's I, am, I am home alone on a Friday night available for this call and if and if that this is my mr holland's opus is helping alex welsh have a little bit more of a of a pain-free existence than my stupid torture soul then then that's a win for me i think i just used a court court corporate buzzword phrase i'm a little sick Ken, I'm telling you, lena hetty will notice you it'll be fine i all i want in life is to take lena hetty out for a butterscotch milkshake at Mel's on Sunset. That's all I want Dude, out of life. If she heard that, she probably would. Uh, probably would. Some people who have interviewed me, interviewed her, have told me that that's eh, actually a pretty good chance for, as a lark she would. But I'm just, I, that's all I want out of life. I just want to take Cersei Lannister for a butterscotch milkshake. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Cersei Lannister or Lena Hetty? Lena because... Hetty. <laughs> Lena Hetty. For the or, love of God, I'd be worried about you if you met Cersei. Or Cersei Lannister. In my head, Cersei Lannister is a real person, and I'm just waiting for her to untangle Dude. her attachments with Jamie to find me attractive. I'm just waiting for Idrit to wake up from that arrow and be like, it was fine. She's dead. Where's Alex Welch? She's dead. Though I did stand next to Rose Leslie at Comic-Con last year. I'm aware. I'm aware. She's everything that you want her to be. Stop it. All right, Alex. I'm going to go finish drinking. You're gonna I'm go. Gonna to, go. You're not gonna go to bed, even though you should. It's like 4 a.m. out there in Iowa. It's almost midnight. I'm gonna go probably write or watch a movie. All right, that's good. Or or look at old photos of Debbie Harry from the 1970s and wish I could go back to that time. One of the two. She was a very very attractive woman, and she's still fiercely attractive. I like Debbie Harry. Dude, yeah, that's I'm, a good choice. We might have to spend like an entire. We might have to spend like an entire episode to Liberty Precious because I spend way too much time doing that. We'll talk about that. All Audrey right. Hepburn is sitting on my wall right next to me. Oh, that's good. That's a good choice, too. All right. I'm going to go, but you call me anytime, man, because I'm always up. 